Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game-changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Rabona podcast. Once again, I'm Musa Kwonga, joined by Ryan Hun. Michael De Silva is indisposed, but don't worry, there is so much action to keep us company. Ryan, welcome back. Welcome back. So much to talk about. So much football. Not necessarily surprises, but drama at the same time, if that makes sense. What are we referring to? Well, not just the title race in the UK, but what's been happening in Spain. It's funny because La Liga... Although the tide long ago decided, the relegation battle is absolutely fascinating. Mm. We'll get into that in a bit, I suppose, with Girona, you know, who beat Real Madrid and now they're drew, down. drew three times at the Atleti. I know. I mean... I know. But Villarreal is safe, so Santi's safe. Santi stays up. Oh. So much great stuff. But let's go back to the Premier League because so much happened Maybe there. we'll do La Liga next week. Okay, we'll get into properly, that next Properly, because right. that'll be all done and all the top four will be done. Okay, well. not to worry. Well, let's get into Premier League now then. Premier League now, Liverpool oh. win... No, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Liverpool, oh no. Freudian, you know what? Freudian slip. Sliding doors. Actually, no, let's get into that because Freudian slip, Liverpool have been so good mm. that it's almost like I expect them to win the Premier League for much of the season. And City just kept their breast ahead of the, um, of the competition. And although, although City won this one, I'm a bit like Klopp with this. Klopp said that this, this title race was only the beginning. I really think Liverpool can win two of the next three league titles because I actually think that it will get exhausting maintaining that level of quality that, that, that City have, even with new signings. And the only thing stopping Klopp from now winning, and Klopp probably, you know, Klopp has established himself, I think, pretty much now as, you could say, the second best coach in club football, I think, yeah. if not the best. The only thing stopping Klopp is Guardiola at his peak with a war chest. And Guardiola can't maintain this, I think. Yeah, I think it, a lot of it depends on the profile of signings that both clubs are going to bring in. And I think that actually they're both operating in very different ballparks. Yes. You know, Manchester City are going to bring in, I mean, there's talk about Jao Felix. And Rodri. Rodri, these kind of players. Whereas I think, you know, there's a lot of rumours about Julian Brandt going to Liverpool. Mm. And um, What a great signing that would be. But I think a player of Julian Brandt's profile going to a club like Liverpool would be a much more attractive option to him than Manchester City, actually. And you know I'm a big Guardiola fan. Yeah. And um, I'm also a big Klopp fan. And I think that, you know, I was ch- when me and Ken were chatting on the last podcast about Klopp, there's something extra there with him. How good would it? Imagine how good it If we were back in our early 20s, yeah. as much as I love Guardiola, if there was an offer that came in for both clubs for you as a player... Who would you want to go to right now? You'd run to play. You'd, you'd go on your hands and knees to play for Klopp. And I think the thing about this is that look at the the winners of the Golden Boot. 
Mo Salah, um, Obama Yang, and Sadio Mane. These are all players who have been radically improved by Klopp. Did you see his press conference? How about them, my, my strikers. <laughs> all my players. All my players. But this is the thing. Aubameyang, and a wonderful player, don't get me wrong. Three African players, by the way. Was sharing pl- the golden yeah. boot, which is... Right. Plucked from obscurity, though. Plucked from, not obscurity, but would Aubameyang got to the same level without Klopp's tutelage? I don't think he would have. I think that his specific skill set and his qualities are brought out such a great level. Sadio Mane was great before he joined Liverpool, before he joined Southampton, don't get me wrong, but he was taken to he a elevated, level. elevated, yeah. And the elevated. same with Salah. Like, Salah had a bit of a tricky time before. He was great at Roma, but he never reached the level that he yeah. has done at Liverpool This Premier before. League is a triumph of coaching. It's, you could actually argue this is the first Premier League um, season where the coaches are the undisputed superstars. I think that's, I don't think it's any coincidence that that's why there's four English clubs in the in the European final. They have coached the lights out. It's abs- the, you know what I love about you, you know Pochettino. This is a slight sort of diversion to the Champions League. The quality of the tactical shift he made. Mm. Ajax three 0 up in the tie, and what does he do? He goes long to Lorente to beat the press, to beat the quick passing. And some say that's reductive. No, I think was it Lorente won thirteen of seventeen duels, aerial yeah. duels. Now the quality of adjustment. What I love about this Premier League is at every single point you have seen leading coaches change tack. Mm-hmm. You know when Conte went to three at the back, that was the big innovation of one season. These innovations are now happening every couple of weeks. Or sometimes in games. In games. Yeah. The quality of the problem solving. And this is, I say this Liverpool fans who are dejected about everything. My goodness, like when they step back from this season and when they get over the hurt of not winning the league, you know, they're going to look back. And I think even some of them already are looking back and going, my goodness, Jurgen Klopp is one, he's put himself up there, I would say, as one of the great managers of the modern era in terms of undoubtedly yeah unbelievable and I think also I think from from a Liverpool point of view obviously it will be massively disappointing not to win the league right but what more can you really do you know Liverpool have lost one game this season and that game that that game game, there's no shame in losing that exactly and I just think that sometimes (laughs) coming from a fan who has seen his club implode off their own back many many times over many many years you know sometimes you just got to be like well that's just how it is also Liverpool with 24 points back 25 points back the progress they've made this season has been incredible and they're like Dortmund they're ahead of target they're ahead of target in terms of Guardiola must have they gave him the fright of his life they did at the weekend when the third goal went in for Manchester City against Brighton I think that's the most relaxed I've seen Guardiola or relieved for Probably since they won the title last year, right. actually. And that's a sign of how... He knows how good they were. Yeah. Look, they did them 5-0. And at that point, it was like, yeah, like we're world clear of Liverpool. Second game, I think Liverpool beat them 4-3. And then you could see him going, we have got a job on our hands because yeah. this team is learning fast. One thing, Neil Atkinson, Neil Atkinson um, fantastic writer, podcaster, radio host. Uh, I think his Twitter handle is Knox underscore Harrington. He's one of the hosts of the Anfield Rap podcast. Mm. We had a quick chat on Twitter, like a back and forth. I hope you won't mind on the DMs. And he was saying the quality of squad management by Klopp week in, week out has just been sensational. And the rotation has been unbelievable. And if Liverpool bring in an elite forward, you know, a Brandt type figure, someone that can play across the line, then it's a game changer for them. Yeah, I think Julian Brandt is a really exciting prospect for Liverpool. I think he'd be an incredible signing. There's part of me that would like him to stay at Leverkusen, right. him and Kai Havertz, for another season at least, because those two are 
brilliant. They've been super important for Leverkusen this season. We've been but, really spoiled with German football this year, actually, I think. I Bundesliga's think we, been brilliant this season. It's been, I think that, you know, I think we said, did we mention it on the podcast about how it's more of a, you know, as the Premier League title race has been this kind of borderline scientific quest for perfection right, yeah. at the level that it's been operating at. You know, the Bundesliga title race has been like the, uh, the flawed... The glorious flaws, the exactly. flawed, you know, drunk beat poet kind exactly. of thing. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's just the last one at the bar and, you know, oh, if only they could clean themselves up, they'd all be brilliant kind of thing. Yeah, you know? it's, no, you're complete. It's kind of like a Bill Murray, like... Uh, yeah, but, the, you know, yeah, maybe quickly on the Bundesliga, that happened this weekend again. You know, I was in Leipzig to watch RB Leipzig against Bayern. Bayern could have won the league that game right. uh, that day. They just needed a win or needed to match Dortmund's result. So Dortmund clung on against Fortuna Dusseldorf and escaped. They they were, uh, you know, Fortuna missed a penalty. There was a goalkeeping error. They've given a couple of teams a scare this season. But yeah, Dortmund hung on to win 3-2. Bayern drew 0-0 in Leipzig, had a goal disallowed for offside, which was marginal. So the Bundesliga title race will go down to the last day of the season. It will, it will. And also... So what will need to happen is... Yeah. Before we get back onto the Premier League, no, go, we're fluid. this is a fluid kind of... Yeah, we'll, we'll get this yeah, done. Free now. form, it's, it's a jazz um, podcast. So Bayern have Eintracht Frankfurt at home who lost to Mainz on the weekend 2-0. And obviously I think they were maybe stung a bit from going out of the Europa League to Chelsea on penalties. I think that might have poked the bear a little bit. So Eintracht go to Bayern needing to win to have any hope of qualifying for the Champions League. But Dortmund go to Mönchengladbach, who also need a win to guarantee Champions League qualification. Unless they, there's a, unless basically Leverkusen are at Hertha. And then if Leverkusen win and Mönchengladbach win, then it doesn't matter what Frankfurt do. And there's only a difference of two in the goal difference from Munch Gladbach and Bayer Leverkusen, so it's all to play for. And you never know what's going to turn up with Gladbach, do you? Yeah. You just never know. What but you're also, get. the good thing about this for Dortmund is that Marco Royce is back. He's missed the last two games through suspension. So, yeah, quick one, actually. I wrote about it on Twitter, but it was the first time I saw our guy... Ibrahima Kanate in the flesh playing what a football. player, the defender for Leipzig. Yeah. So we've watched a lot of him yeah. this season, but only on TV. In person, he is unbelievable. So he made one slight error, which I think was partially down to the conditions. It was really wet and mm. the ball just kind of skidded in between his legs. Uh, I think it might have been Rafinha got through or Ribery, maybe Frank Ribery. But other than that, he completely dominated Robert Lewandowski for the whole game. And to the point where Lewandowski was frustrated and throwing his arms up and stuff like that. Wow. He is so good. And he's 19 years old. I thought when I first saw Karate play, I thought he was a winger because he was taking, he had the possession <laughs> high up on the right wing and he was beating men with quick feet. And I thought, I, I thought he was a winger. I was like, wow, who's this like wide yeah. forward? And he's like, no, you're like, you said to me, he's a centre back. Yeah. I was 19 blown years old away. French. He's, he's so strong, so good at winning the ball. He's quick, yeah. but his control and his passing and his vision, long range, short range. My it's God, what, he's an unbelievable player. I, I think and he's. There's wonderful. a lot of rumors about Arsenal going after him. There was a lot of rumors came out January, February. Wow. And if they're going to get him, they're going to need to get him now because Dude, one more year, listen. one more year, and the Bundesliga, and he will be going for yeah. 80 million. Words going to get out for sure. Go Sancho on. corner only because we have to mention Sancho. It's, he came on and got fouled, and, and the red card came out of that, didn't it? Yeah, it was a nasty tackle. Yeah, so really Sancho nasty. is still causing trouble, still like weaving his his spell. Um, it was lovely for Christian Pulisic got a goal in his last home game yes. for Dortmund. It's sad that he's going to Chelsea, but what a great signing for Chelsea, though. I yeah, think. I mean he's not been in great form for Dortmund. I mean he's 
but he since the last two games he's come back and scored twice so I mean he has been better but he's been in and out of the team this season compared to what he was before and overtaken by Sancho but still it's a shame they couldn't keep hold of him but I think he's going to do well for Chelsea I think so um, fantastic player next week we're going to wrap up the Bundesliga on the podcast and we're going to have Jonathan Harding in the studio <gasps> the great Jonathan Harding oh my goodness so I'm going to be the man the two legend two tall men and me little, little <laughs> old me in the studio <laughs> um, so should we go back to Premier League now sure thing let's do after it. our little detour of course so City have the chance to win the first domestic trouble in the men's game in England. Right. The FA Cup final next week, right? Yes. No, I think it is. Yeah. yeah, so the only other side to have won a treble in England, domestic treble, was Arsenal women, who were Arsenal ladies at the time, 2007, where they won the... They actually won the quadruple. They won the European Cup as well that year. Was that the great Vic Akers coaching them? It was, I think. And uh, also, actually on that, our guest from a couple of weeks ago, Tim Stillman, did a really good uh, podcast about that quadruple season. Oh, wonderful. Um, it's in the Arse blog, Arsecast feed, so you can go and check that. So yeah, City on course for a the first men's domestic treble. What a team. I mean, you know, obviously the issues about uh, the financial gap and the, the nature of some of the funding. As a football team, they've maximised their resources. They really have, haven't they? And, they? and they had to because Liverpool were that good. It's hard to say too much about City only because of the the financial asterisk. I do also think that sometimes the sheer amount of money they have obscures just how good they are on the pitch and what they've done with that money. Because as Manchester United have shown, a vast amount of money really does not make you a good football team or a good squad. So the quality of the expertise in and around that club is I mean, is no one's scale. doubting Pep Guardiola. I mean, did you see that thing? He dropped something like... I think in his entire managerial career in the league, he's dropped something like 198 points. He's unbelievable. He's actually probably slightly underrated because of the games. I, when I say underrated, because people look at it and go, well, you've had Messi, you've had all this money. But what Guardiola does is he gets the extra percentage of quality out of elite players that almost no one else can. There's very few managers in world football that can take an elite footballer and make them that much better. And I would actually say those managers are in the Premier League. Well, he made Messi better, which is terrifying. I mean, and that's, you know, that positional shift for Lionel Messi basically just set Messi him, would, set him Thank off. you. Messi would be just another great winger. Well, I, I, don't, I, think, I, I, I mean, think... I don't know that. I'm not saying that because you just never know who would have done what with Messi. But I mean, he really kick-started Messi into becoming the player that he became. Yeah, and he may me. have got there anyway. He I'm may not, totally have. Can I be honest with you? And I'm quite militant about this, sorry. I don't think Messi would have been anywhere as good without Guardiola in his life. Same with Henri. Because if you look at all these players, like we, when players become great, and this is not you. It's Wait, not uh, you. Henri and Guardiola? When, no, no, so on, Henri in relation to Wenger. Like, okay, when yeah. players become great, we kind of take it for granted. They were always going to make it. Not, not you, but we, generally we do that. Yeah. But if we look at, Bergkamp had to be plucked from Inter and put in that particular role. Bergkamp was playing as a nine at Inter. Vieira was in the reserves at Milan you know, just miserable, right? We do this time and again, not you, but... Carlo Torre was a midfielder. Thank you. We, we, uh, Cafu, Cafu was a right, was a right midfielder. Yeah. And he was right. And, and, and Tele Santana said, what the hell are you doing there? Go back to right back. Yeah. Roberto Carlos was playing left midfield. There are entire players who owe their careers and their visibility to brilliant tactical switches that almost nobody else would have envisaged. And I get quite evangelical about this because we have to understand that football at this level the margins are so small for success that if your skill set is not fully exploited, someone else will come and take your role. Henri was a wingback at Juventus. He was miserable. He was playing left wingback in a 3-5-2 at Juve. I remember watching those games. Henri looked miserable. Mm -hmm. You know, so I just, what Guardiola has done 
with someone like Raheem Sterling is quantum leaps in quality. And that's what excites me about Klopp, about Pochettino. And, you know, and I talked about, you know, Solskjaer getting this appointment too early. I actually think, and I've said this before, Pochettino has dodged a bullet not going to United. Because oh, I mean, the, you can't like the, argue the, the way that it's worked out. The yeah. structures that Pochettino deserves at any club, wherever he ends up, if he stays at Spurs, if he goes abroad somewhere else, he deserves structures. You cannot put an elite manager in this. And it would have been actual, I, I, I hate to say, it, it's kind of offensive the way that United kind of courted Pochettino, if you think about it. To have Solskjaer and him in the running and to kind of say, we're not going to put in a director of football or things that he wants. It's so shoddy. And I think that what I love about the football um, in the Premier League so far is the top three managers, they've all got the structures around them they deserve. Mm -hmm. First class recruitment at Spurs, well, if they buy players, but the, the structures are there, the scouting's there, just not the money yet. Liverpool, first class, and off the field, Guardiola. Those on the model. And people can say to me, oh, you can't compare United to whatever. No, actually, this is about having a professional environment where you maximise the resources of the coaching and playing stuff. Mm. Actually, on yeah. the recruitment tip, you know who's the uh, head of recruitment at Leipzig? Paul Mitchell. Paul Mitchell. Oh, wow. That. That's strong. That's Do you know whatever I think, just with stuff like that, you know, like that gif of the kid at the basketball who takes his respect cap off. Yeah, respect. It's like, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of respect, CJ McCollum went off for 37 in the uh, Blazers game. 59% percentage. My goodness. Oh my goodness. Shout out to CJ. Um, Can I just shout say, out to the Raptors as well. Shout out to Kawhi. Thank you. Yeah. Shot 16 of 39, but still came through. We've lost a load of people. Yeah. Sorry for the basketball references. Actually, not sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got some questions before we go for a break about sure, the Premier yeah. League. Yeah, go for it. Go for so, it. Well, actually, before we do that, do you remember when we played a little game? Predictions. On a podcast? Yeah. So, Musa, you said... Manchester United would finish fourth with 75 points. Oh my God, we're a joke. No, sorry. Manchester United would finish third with 75 points. Oh Spurs my would goodness. finish fourth How with awful. 75 points. So joint, basically. Chelsea, fifth, 73. Arsenal, sixth, 71. I was completely wrong. Michael, Manchester United, 78 points in third. Spurs, 77 points in fourth. Arsenal, 76 points in fifth and Chelsea 70 points in sixth I said Man United in third Spurs in fourth both with 77 points Arsenal fifth in 75 points Chelsea sixth in 69 points do you know what's the only consistent thing about all of that the only team out of all of our predictions who scored more points than we predicted was Chelsea and Sarri put some respect on Sarri's name because for all the talk of Sarri out so basically the moral of that is everyone listening thanks it's been a really lovely run but none of us know anything about football Nobody knows and anything. we don't really feel comfortable enough doing a podcast yeah. knowing this little about football anymore <laughs> ah, exactly. well actually also the fact that that all of those teams running for the, the last two Champions League spots had just a dreadful run in Spurs <sighs> as well I mean we can get into the I mean brilliance. Spurs is a little bit different because I think Spurs the fact that they got to the Champions League final and got over the line with the injuries they had and the squad they had, I think he's just... He coached the lights out. Kills me to say it as an Arsenal fan, but, you know, they are... They're yeah. a different. They're in a different league at the moment to Arsenal. I think they're the, they're the guys, aren't they? And maybe that might change next season with you know Emery in his second year. But you know, no one can argue that they've been brilliant this season. Incredible. And Incredible. despite losing something like twelve games or something. Yeah. Uh, right. Anyway, questions. 
our good friend at Mesh St. Paddy. Hey. Each of the top six moving forward, name one player they must absolutely sign, brackets realistic chance to improve ahead of next season. So oh let's start gosh. at the top. Manchester City. Who must Manchester City sign? It's funny because they do need a Fernandinho stand-in slash replacement. Gundogan stepped in and done that. But the Sal Niguez, there was talk of Sal Niguez. I think they've talked about Rodri and Atleti. It's weird, I can't... They have something they have to sign. I know there's talk about Rodri, but I prefer Niguez. The reason I say Sal Niguez over Rodri is because against deep-line defences, Niguez opens you up mm. with a pass, a dribble. He's basically your kind of like, he's the closest thing to Naby Keita who's still on the market. Mm-hmm. Right, so that's, I'd say, Sal Niguez. Right, Liverpool. So we've got Sal Niguez for Man City, Liverpool. Julian Brandt. I think if they go after Julian Brandt, that's, the links are there. He's realistic. He'd be a great signing for them. I don't that's, really see... That's a great shout because that's someone who's also not unhappy with rotation. There's always the challenge if you get a player, I think they need a wide forward or someone that can come in from, you know, from a wide position that can play across the line. Combination player, that's a classic Klopp style. But you need someone who's also comfortable coming off the bench. And all the other players in that kind of wheelhouse, the elite talents, I, I can't see them... I think for the, the money they'd be able to get him for, the fact that Klopp wants him, apparently he wanted him instead of Mo Salah originally. Really? I such think a Klopp signing as well. Yeah, I mean, he's great. He's such a Klopp signing. Basically, if you're thinking about who Liverpool should sign, imagine a player, then add 30% to their quality, and that's who Klopp should sign. And also, it's worth noting, from a personality point of view, he just comes across as a brilliant, brilliant young man. Wow. Really intelligent, very kind of low-key, not really bothered about a lot of the stuff that goes with it. He's just like football. Mm. Actually, Jonathan Harden did a really good interview with him. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, in German as well. Very impressive. Yeah, John, he's a Don. He's so we're going to say Julian Brandt for Liverpool? Yeah, that's great. Okay, right. Chelsea. Well, they've got Pulisic coming in. They can't sign anyone else. So that's <laughs> that done. Oh, they can't, can they? No. They're banned near the other yeah. thing. Yeah. Spurs. Ah, now this is interesting. I think they need a striker. They need goals. Not necessarily a striker. They need a wide forward. What I love and what I would encourage a Spurs forward line is, is fluidity. Spurs have had so much bad luck. Go on. You're going to mention someone. Dusan Tadic. <gasps> Dusan Tadic at Spurs. Wow. That would be a signing. Dusan Tadic at Spurs. Why not? Because I don't know if anyone would go. He's a kind of... I don't know if he would... No, if he'd go, but I think he probably would go. Do you know what? That's actually a really... That's an ace in the hole. You reckon? So we're going we to agree on Dusan Tadic? Actually, no. No, I wouldn't say Dusan Tadic. You need a player whose peak is not in sight. And as brilliant as Tadic is... How many years do you get out of Tadic? I love the idea of Spurs signing a young player who then absolutely blossoms over the next three to four years. Yeah, but I think they could do both. I think they could bring they could bring a young signing in yeah. who's a little bit under the radar and gives them options in cup games. Tadic gives you 10 to 12 goals a season in the Premier League. And he does. Tadic coming in is, he's still rapid. He's pretty fluid. Yeah, He's true. got goals in him. And also, he's got like a real bite about him. Dusan Tadic, I like that a lot. So we've got that's the top four done. Yeah. Arsenal, I'm going to just throw out there Canate. I mean, I'm not sure how realistic he is in terms of, but I think... I think but why not? Because I don't think Arsenal have the budget, especially if they don't get in... If they don't win the Europa League final... Also, Leipzig sell big, don't they? They don't need the money. Yeah, but like I say, if you're going to get him, you need to get him now. Yeah. And I mean, right now. Yeah. You cannot wait another season. Canate th- is outstanding. I think you'd be able to get him for affordable money. I mean, this is a club who paid 30 million plus for Skodra and Mustafi. Oh so, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> you actually, you, you, if, you, if you got Konate, he would sort out so many problems. Distribution, allowed to play the front foot. Bellerin, well, all, coming, Bellerin coming back. But Bellerin coming back. And also I think that 
a lot of people have underestimated how big an impact losing Rob Holden was. And Rob Holden by no means is this, you know... Very good player though. But he was really starting to become an important player for Arsenal this season under Emery. And I think someone like Canate, you have a 19-year-old, you have Rob Holden, he's 22, I think, maybe 23 now. And, you know, wily old foxes like... Socrates and Koscielny plus Mavropanos as well who I think will become a really good centre-back I think that's a good defensive core I don't, I'm not sure if Koscielny's going to be there next season yeah. Do you know what about Kanate? He moves the entire team 10 yards up the pitch with the quality does it mean sense yeah. the, the distribution and the screening He also walked past me in the mix zone at Leipzig and he's absolutely hench I think he's like 6'4 six, six, I think he's 6'4 Lord He's a big dude. Yeah, you see it. And you're like, I mean, I'm like... But he's rapid as well. Like, yeah. he, I mean, like, he's just so... He's so impressive. He's one of so, those guys you can't tell when he's accelerating. He's yeah. just like suddenly at warp speed. But saying that, what I mean, Arsenal will probably end up with Dennis Suarez for oh, 30 Lord. million. Oh, dear. <laughs> or someone okay. like that. Oh, no. Okay. <laughs> you know. Hey, but Arsenal got Emil Smith-Rowe coming back. They've got Reese Nelson coming back. Good times. Good times. And Manchester United. Oh, my goodness. We have multiple organ failure what one player would United need. Assuming they'll lose Pogba, they will. Um, Do you know who I think might end up at United or the kind of player who might end up at United is someone like Kondogbia. That kind of midfielder who's maybe been off the radar a couple of years. Yeah, and that needs a kind of, has had a bit of a dip and needs to get back to a certain level. Because... But the they, they really need someone in midfield. Yes, absolutely. They really, really do. To be honest, they need, they need Sal Niguez more than City do. They need or, a player like that. Or if they're going to... I mean, where will Pogba realistically go? Real Madrid? Yes, I think so. Unfortunately, you know what it is? United, basically, let's be real. They are where they were in the 80s when they needed a player like Brian Robson to ignite them again. And they need a player like that again. I don't know who that player is, but they need someone like that. They need a guy like that. They need a midfielder to get in. They need I someone mean, with the blend, the passion of Herrera and the screening ability of someone like Matic when Matic was still much more... I mean, if they're going to deal no with problem. Real Madrid for, for Pogba, you know, there's a lot of talk about Real Madrid wanting to go after Neymar as well this year, so they, they can't afford both. Mm. Do you think there's any possibility of, a, of United maybe trying to ne- negotiate someone like Casemiro into a deal? I think Casemiro would be a mistake. I mean, Positionally. I'm, I'm, Position- not, I'm not 100% sure whether he'd be the fit, but I'm thinking realistic, a position they need. I'd rather have Kovacic, to be honest. We won't get Ooh. him. I'd rather have Kovacic. Well, he, can't becomes- sign, he can't sign for Chelsea permanently now, can he? Or He's is going he- back. So if, we, if Pogba goes to Real, I'd love to get Kovacic. I okay. think he could be the beginning of a rebuild. So we've got, who do we have for Man City? I've forgotten already. Oh, Sal. Sal Niguez for Sal Man Niguez City. City. Julian Brandt from, for Liverpool. Liverpool. No one for Chelsea. No one for Chelsea, apart from Pulisic, who they've yeah. got. Dusan Tadic, Dusan Tadic for Spurs. My very optimistic Ibrahima Kanate for Arsenal. Yeah. And Kovacic from Man United. Yeah. That's the six. Not bad. Another question. One more from Polar Bear. Oh, the great poet, writer, novelist, man yeah. about town. <laughs> Would love to hear yous pick a Dream 11 from the top four Premier League teams. Do you know what? Let's take a quick break. Yes. And then we'll come back and do that. Let's and then we'll cover it. the rest of it. Haha, <laughs> can't wait. Right, back from the break with our top six 11. Oh, okay. Right. Um, oh no sorry sorry top four top four eleven okay so in goal Alison Becker for me not Edison nope Alison Becker then okay unless you wanna no 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 they're both great shouts there's there's not much between either of them I think that Alison is slightly less prone to mistakes they're both prone a little bit but I think Alison for me shades and distribution's unbelievable Alison Becker in goal yeah right back 
I reckon both fullbacks are Liverpool. I reckon both of them. I would agree. Does that make sense? I'd agree. Yeah, both fullbacks. Van Dijk. Yes. Aldevarald. Aldevarald. Yeah. Aldevarald. Yeah. Yeah. Aldevarald. I think that's right. Two. So that's our back four. What are we doing? Four three three. Um, four three three. Yeah, we have to. Four three. Come on, look. We're modern football. All right, midfield. (sighs) Midfield. Um, okay, it has to be Bernardo Silva. The first name in the team sheet in the midfield is Bernardo Silva. My personal player of the year. I love him. I think he's unreal. Definitely City's player of the year. I would say so. Well, him and Sterling, maybe. Yeah, and has overtaken the other silver, I think, now. Oh, yeah. So distance. we've got Bernardo. Other midfielders in the top four who've been distinguished. I mean, would you put Kante as the holding one? Uh, He's not had the greatest no, not, season. No, not with the form. Not, with not the, just not this season. Form. To be honest, do you know who actually deserves to be in there, weirdly enough? Sissoko. Well, yeah, 100%. You know Sissoko. Yeah, Sissoko. I put Sissoko and um, Silva. And a third midfielder from Liverpool. Georgie Wijnaldum. Wijnaldum, yeah. Wijnaldum, Sissoko and Bernardo Silva. And then I'm going to guess your front three. Yeah, because I think know, it's going to be the same as my front you know three. What I'm saying. Raheem has got to be there. Raheem, Mane, Salah. Yes, that's it. So we've got Alisson in goal. Yeah. Alexander Arnold. Yeah. Alderweireld. Alderweireld. Van Dijk. Yeah. DJ Andy Robertson. Indeed. <laughs> Sissoko, yep. Bernardo Silva. Who was the other midfielder? Oh my goodness, we didn't put Aiden Hazard in there. <gasps> oh my word. Oh, Wijnaldum was the other midfielder. Wijnaldum, other midfielder. Oh, front three, Sterling. Do you know Ster- what? Oh. Can we really leave out? Do you know what? I think that Mane has to come out. All right. Mane has to come out for Hazard. Really? Oh, oh do you know what? I was going to take Salah out. But Salah has scored so many important goals. But they've Salah both scored has... the same amount of goals. Ah, but you see the, ma- the amazing table that um, Miguel Delaney did on points one, decisive. Oh, really? And Salah is like on another level. All right. Okay. So we're going to take... Sterling, Hazard. Okay, I'm, that's the one. I'm alright with that because who's going to listen and look? So much love for Sadio Mane. So much love. I mean, Manny. to be fair, this is not a. This is a really unfair question. This is definitive. No, 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 no. Three no, 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 no. I will die on this hill. It's definitive. And if anyone has a go at me, it's on site. If anyone says, "Ah, oh, Kwanga, you're shout," no, no, this is on site. Okay, so we have one Chelsea player. We have two Spurs players. <laughs> one City player. No, no, two two City players. Two City players, and the rest Liverpool. That's pretty. Balanced. That's fair. That's fair. Because City have also had this incredible role player thing, yeah. And also their centre backs, like someone like Laporte, fantastic player. But yeah. Van Dijk, the outstanding defender of the season, yeah. And Alderweireld gets the nod. That's a really good team, I think. Oh my god, terrifying! I want to play them. There you go, home of Polar. Thank you, Polar Bear. That's your team. Should we move on to some other stuff? Yeah, let's do it. There's loads more Bundesliga stuff to talk about, but we can do that next week. Yep. There's also some loads of stuff going on in Bundesliga too. Uh, Hamburg can't go up. No, Hamburg they lost the Paderborn. Not go one. up. Yep, that's amazing. So Hamburg will be staying in the Zweite Bundesliga next season with with St. Pauli for the derby again. There'll be another Hamburg derby, which is good. They crumbled Hamburg, didn't they? The last few games. Yeah, Union are in the playoff spot currently. As it stands, they'll play Stuttgart in a two-legged thing. Don't they have to better someone's result to go into the playoffs? They basically need to better Paderborn's. Right, yeah, yeah. I want to go to Spain. Let's do it. Copa del Reina was this weekend, and it was Real Sociedad against the league winners, Atletico Madrid. Real Sociedad won their first ever Copa del Reina. I love that so much. I love that Sociedad are on the map like that. That's fantastic. 17,500 at Granada. I love everything about that. I love the fact that it was in Granada, which is just a great place wow. for anything. But also just 
sociedad. Like they're just a, they are the soul of Spanish football. And do you know what was really amazing about this was all the Spanish football papers. It was all over their front pages on Sunday. I love this. And you know what I love about that as well? It speaks the quality of the league. You know, Atleti obviously winning the league. But who's in the Champions League final? You've got Barca. Barca so the the, strength, the strength of yeah. Spanish football is really something. Uh, also, it was the first time in the history of the Copa del Arena that the reigning Queen of Spain attended the game. She presented the that. trophy. It was amazing. I remember watching the... Uh, it always makes it a high level when you've got royalty there. I remember mm-hmm. watching the, um, the Olympic final in 1992 when they won the last... I think Kiko scored the late win. I think Guardiola was playing in that team. The uh, Barcelona Olympics and Spain won 3-2. And uh, the King of Spain was there at the game and it just gave it this extra level of like it made it grand it was yeah. like being at the opera yeah elsewhere in Spain this is a brilliant one so Barca Feminis Alevi team I think I've pronounced that right so basically they are the 12 I think they're 11 and 12 years old mm. they played in a boys league this season because the competition in the girls league wasn't basically wasn't enough I don't think I think they were the youngest team in the league and well they've won the league 27 games 27 wins <laughs> 287 goals scored. I mean... 24 conceded. So they've scored more than 10 goals a game over 27 11, games it's and 11, conceded less than one a game. Oh my God. Oh yeah, like 10-1. Average scoreline, 10-1. <laughs> that is absolutely nuts. I thought it was a brilliant story. Also, a shout to Michelle Taylor on Twitter, at Barca Women. Brilliant Twitter account. She posted some really good threads about both of those stories and... um just a brilliant follow. Oh, so, how great. And the Women's Champions League final coming up. The Women's Champions League final is coming up. Barcelona and Lyon. I will be there. That is in Budapest, right? Yes. I mean, the Lyon team, just absolutely brutal on the counter. The wide positions, the wide forwards. I mean, I saw them against my beloved Wolfsburg, who lost, went down valiantly. What was amazing about Lyon was, you know, everyone knows about their ability to play out from the back, but the wide forward positions, especially down the right, it was almost like they could score at will. The speed of the transition, they get the ball out wide and they work it. Actually, it's similar to, I mean, people that watch Man City regularly, there's actually some similarities. Well, the ability of Leon to get beyond the fullback, especially in the left-back position, and just hit that really dangerous ball between the keeper and the centre-back. I mean, it's going to be extremely difficult for Barcelona. Right, yeah. Leon are really the standard bearers. And it's the experience. The problem is they're so accomplished at playing, having come back, Comfortable in those games. Mm. Chelsea showed, you know, on that they, they, they landed a couple of blows on. Yeah, I mean, Tim the, said that on the podcast, like Chelsea are no slouches, you know, and, and I mean, they finished third in the Super League this season and we're very, very close to putting Leon out. Right. I think what you need to do with Leon is you need to like, you have to conserve your energy mm. and then attack them in blitzes. Because if you play them, if you come out and play them open field, mm. They'll just cut through you. I mean, that's what Wolfsburg did in the quarterfinals. You know, there was a point in that second leg where it looked, it really looked like Wolfsburg could have got into it. Right. And yeah. they scored a couple of, was it two goals in five minutes? Absolutely, yeah. Was it Pinny Lahada got both? Yes. And you, you have to, you have to like conserve your energy and then blitz them and then sit back. It's mm. the only way to really. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be really, really interesting. Uh, Women's Super League was wrapped up this weekend. Arsenal obviously crowned champions with a game to spare. They beat Manchester City in their last game of the season at home which was Manchester City's first domestic defeat this season. Also had Kim Little with a great swear on TV. I'm not sure if you've seen that interview. <laughs> no, I haven't yet. No, no, no. Anyone who's not checked Kim Little's post-match interview from the game, go and check it out. It's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I love it. Anything else? I think we're good. We're going to be back next week. Of course. A couple of things up on the site. Your match report from Valencia which is brilliant. Thank you. Your write-up of uh, Arsenal's win 
Europa League semi of Valencia. You went to the Mestalla. I was there. It was very loud. For listeners, I can tell them the match report is almost as vivid as the game itself. It's a fantastic piece of writing. Oh, so cheers, man. Really, I love it. I love super it. Super kind of you. Great piece of writing. What have you got coming up? Any bit? Have you got any bits? Oh, not immediately. I will mm. think of something. Um, I'm back. I've been obviously on my travels, wandering the earth. And you're not going to write how something like, I don't know, Manchester United's Winterfell or something. Is that an accurate reference? Uh, actually, do you know what? I think I actually, well, the only analogy I drew, I drew the analogy of, of uh, Manchester City being the White Walkers. Um, oh, see, I've not, I've only, I'm only on episode seven of season one. I'm getting there. Still no dragons yet. So that's how far behind. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if you're in for a great treat actually given the way the season's gone. But anyway, look, that's uh, But it sounds like I've got a while to get there anyway, if I reach yeah, that absolutely. long. I would so. just say, I would just say, enjoy the journey. In terms of new writing, I'll think of something. I'll think of something. There's a few yeah. trends I'm sure that popped up that I'll we get We still haven't to. done our wire piece. We haven't actually. We haven't. We should probably get into that at some point. If you want to get in touch, don't forget you can email us hello at rabonamag.com or we're on Twitter at rabonamag and we're on Instagram at rabonamag everywhere else, usual places. Till the next time. Thank you so much for listening. Catch you soon.